It's time for Kids Zone Movie Classics. Movie reviews for kids. Now, here's your host, Jeff. This is episode 343 of the movie review show hosted by me jeff recording this on a monday the 29th day of march 2021 it's about 9 51 9 52 on the dot uh how are you doing this is a double feature thought i'd do something a little fun mix it up today just i like to be i'm a fun guy and uh the uh first movie we're gonna talk about is a movie that's not a ch- that, that, that you're. Why is this on the Kids on Movie Classic edition of the show? Uh, Operation Varsity Blues: Cole and the College Admission Scandal. Well, it's a movie that's not a children's movie, but it's a movie about adults that have uh, br- the brains that have child's brains in them. Uh, this this movie will make you angry and make you a little stupider uh, for for a variety of reasons, mostly because the the scandal, the uh, so-called scandal in the title there, and they'll talk about the title in a second here too, but uh, is is so stupid and um, so brazen, and these fucking people who just who perpetrated this scandal. Uh, there's 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 the one guy played by Matthew Modine in the reenactment sequences, and then you have all these other people, mostly other other no-name actors playing the variety of CEOs and or um, other, uh, you know, they're kind of like, they're not, that's the thing about this. Like the, there's this whole, the, right from the get-go in this film, it's made clear that there's the so-called backdoor in, into college, which is if you pay $2 million for some sort of library donation or some new building on campus, or you're some, you know, uh, alumni who just, funnels money in your kid's going to get in pretty much no matter what that's accepted and that's the richest of the rich the elite the 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 one percent of the one percent or thereabouts uh but then there's this other kind of class of of extremely rich people uh who are obsessed with status and have stupid children and, and are pretty stupid themselves but have failed their way upwards or otherwise made money in this life uh with some uh uh, by some sort of grift or some uh, maximization of their of whatever talent they have, uh, we're talking the Lori Laughlins of the world and the Felicity, whatever the Huff, Huffman, Hoffman, Huffman, Hoffman, whatever her name is, and a bunch of these like CEOs from companies you'd never heard of. These are these were among the fifty people indicted uh, below this guy Rick Singer, who was the kind of orca- or, who was the who orchestrated the whole thing. But the whole thing is so stupid. I mean, he he just he maps out to them exactly the crimes he's going to commit, and they just they dumbly nod their head on the on the phone, like, "Yep, okay, you're gonna take it. You want a picture of my kid in the water so I can Photoshop it on a water polo athlete's body, and then we're gonna use that to send to the coach who's also on the take, and then the assistant athletic director who knows someone at admissions is gonna okay them as a preferred walk-on candidate." So, you know, they're not taking up a scholar. It's like, A, that this worked, that this worked so many times is just troubling. Uh, and and it's, a, it's more of an indictment of the system than it is anything else. And, and name, namely the college system being just this corrupt beast uh, on so many, in so many levels and so many different ways. 
that this guy Rick Singer and these dumb idiot parents they didn't they didn't create this like they they're they're working in in a very bad system it's a complete bad faith system that is constantly put, pulling the wool over people's eyes and, and, and you know pushing some grift one way or the other with preferential treatment and so on and so forth but you know it, it's watching is it's still going to make you angry just because it's just these people feel so entitled that they could they could basically be so brazen to speak about these crimes that they're committing on the phone and they just dumbly nod their heads like oh yeah but then, then they always but they always with the caveat oh, i don't want my they don't want my kids to know we did this i want them to think that they're special and smart we gotta protect the kids oh what if they think that they got into college and the numbers on their own smarts we're talking like usc here like uh, I guess there were some Ivy Leagues, but it was mostly just like, yeah. I mean, not that USC is a bad school, so I think it's pretty hard to get into. But uh, I don't think he was doing this with Princeton and all. He did, he did a couple Ivy Leagues here and there. I think Yale had some, and there was Stanford. So, I mean, like, these are big schools. I'm not saying that they're not big schools. They're big schools, big time. But uh, it's kind of beside the point. As as a as a story, the story it it conveys the story, and the story is interesting, especially if you don't have a a great working knowledge of it. Um, but as a movie, it's sort of a, a snooze and, and a bit, I don't, I feel like it could have been done a little differently. It's, it's such a, an Errol Morris knockoff. What with the two, you know, for two reasons, they got the reenactments, obviously, which is a staple of the Errol Morris movie. And then the, the uh, straight to the camera frontal interview, uh, interview subject looking directly into the camera. Uh, like a talking right to you is pulled right from his playbook too. So it's, I, I, I'm going to look up who did this. I didn't have this ready to go. Um, blah, 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 Chris Smith. So Chris Smith, um, obviously he's a fan of, oh, he did, he produced Tiger King. Did he direct Tiger King? No, he did. He did one of the fire documentaries, the fire festival documentaries. That's interesting. Uh, did he do the good one or the bad one? I can't remember which one was better. I've, I really have no idea. He did one of the the uh, two fire festival documentaries that came out on like the same day. And besides that, uh, the the yes, he's a bloody director. Come on, uh, he's got eleven credits for direct Jim and Andy the Great Beyond. I don't know that one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, nothing really. Um, American movie he was a producer on. I still haven't seen an American movie. That's on my list. So just uh, interesting, interestingly enough, I was just thinking about that movie. I haven't seen that. He produced that. Anyway, not to shit on this guy, but the movie itself was a bit lackluster. Uh, I'll give it a six. Just as my, I, f- I find it hard to truly pan these documentaries because I'm sitting there and I'm not like it's not like I I ever lost interest in it. Really, I'm kind of found myself intrigued by it and getting mad as I watched it the whole time. Like I don't quite, you know, it was a bit too sympathetic to every, I think everybody deserved more scorn to be honest with you in this, um, this film. Uh, then they actually got the level of scorn was not up to my standards, but, uh, who's to say if my standards, um, 
are the right ones or not. Oh, he also did this. The Jim, okay, the Jim and Andy movie was that movie with about about uh, Jim Carrey playing. Oh, okay. I was gonna watch that one. He directed that one as well. So he's got a couple of notable films. Uh, that was a Netflix movie. Also, this was a Netflix. Uh, all right. So that's the first of two movies. <laughs> this next one we're gonna do is an actual child's movie. And can you guess what it is, folks? It's the newest addition to the flagship children's content farm that we call Disney Plus. Disney Plus Elite level. Disney Plus Mega Plus. Um, this was directed by the same director as Big Hero 6 and 2011's Winnie the Pooh. As well as the director of Blind Spotting. Wait, no. No. This guy directed Blind Spotting. Wow. This guy directed Blind Spotting. Carlos Lopez Estrada somehow co directed this. Blind Spotting was a movie that had Dave, uh, David Diggs. It was like a white guy, a rapper, and him, and I, I hated it. It was one of the. I, I actually reviewed it. I think I, yeah, I did. I let me see what episode that was. So so interesting. Episode one fifty five. I reviewed Blind Spotting. Did not like it at all. I think I gave it a three, out of ten. Um, but so anyway, I mean, no one really cares who directs these movies, these kids' movies. It doesn't matter. Um, <clears throat> it's more more about the. The writing and the uh, the voice acting and the animation, and and I have some things to say about it. I was why I chose to review it, so I don't have not been doing a ton of these straight up kids movies lately. But I do have a six year old daughter, and I like to we we made a I made a special point to have like a movie night with her, and because so much of the shit we watch sometimes is just like oh, okay, let's just um you know put some slop on from Netflix, and she's just like gotten to the point now where she's very like controller happy and she can just flip around and she it's like kind of annoying and probably not good for her uh eyesight and mental health uh, as so many other things are as well these this day and age of screens and what have you and i don't want to go down too far that rabbit hole but uh it's nice to just kind of be like hey we're gonna sit and watch a movie a new movie make it like a thing this is a kind of an event you know it's just, you know look it's special it's thirty dollars buy on uh, the Disney Plus doesn't it's not on Disney Plus regularly okay that's I'm not going to get into that here but um the the main two female leads here are uh Kelly Marie Tran she plays Raya and that's that's uh, Rose from Star Wars you know Rose it's Rose and Aquafina Aquafina which which that's that's a stage that's a stage name okay so Nora Lum is a real name all right what the name do we have a what's going on here with the name I I hate that I hate that name I hate it it's a, it's it's like a misspelling of the dumb water drink is that all it is What's the point of this name? I, I, it, 
I'm looking on Wikipedia and I can't see anything about the name. The name. Okay, she adopted the stage name at 16. Okay, that's again. You can you you have all the rights in the world to just correct that mistake you made at 16. Uh, is an alter ego, alter ego, God, alter ego. Okay. Um. To her quiet and more passive personality in her college years. Okay, but she was 16. She said, already, already I'm a little. Um, and this is, holy shit, I got to redo this sentence. This is her, who Aquafina stated were her influences of her early years. Wait till you hear this list. Um, Charles Bukowski. Okay. Anais Nin, I'm not, I don't know who that is. I'm the French Cuban American diarist essay. Okay, I'm not smart enough to know that. Joan Didion, I know her, read her. Love her. We love Joan Didion here. Tom Waits, what the fuck? And then Chet Baker. So I don't know how that all adds up to what she brings to the table as a comedian, but it's, that's on Wikipedia. That's sometimes I'm usually pro Wikipedia, but I read something like that and I'm like, well, maybe we can pack this one in too. This is not not hidden so hard lately. Uh and I'll be straight up honest with you here, folks, because that's what I do. I didn't love her voice in this, uh, as the sassy dragon. She plays the sassy dragon. It was like something about it, like the tone of it, her 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 humor or her tone didn't quite like it's not bad, and my, I think my daughter, my daughter liked it. See, my she didn't go back to the well. Usually, if she really likes something, she sees right away. She'll want to watch it again. Uh, she did not want to watch this right away. Like the next day, she had a chance to watch a little something. I was like, "You want to watch a little movie now?" Or no, yeah. But and then just try to gauge her interest, and she didn't immediately want to put it back on. Um, so I was like a bit like, "Hmm, that's fascinating." I kind of felt it was a little subpar as well. Now this was made in the in quarantine. I guess they finished the quarantine. I I can't say that that had anything to do with with the level of quality. Um, it's hard to say. Like it, it's really hard to, to to like pin down. I thought it looked really good, and and it's hard to say if it would have looked better. Like how much better could it have looked if they were did it in like the not uh, like home computers versus like in the studio altogether. Does that make a difference doing it piecemeal like that in a, in a different fashion? The actual process of making a film like this, I have no idea. I can't say one way or the other. I thought it looked good. I thought it looks fine, and story wise, it's pretty. It's pretty good. I mean, it's, it's pretty coherent. Uh, like kind of a quest story. Um, but you know, the one kind of thing that I think is weighing on here is there's this this message of. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It's like so. I'm so. I'm tired. I'm tired of this idea of like. Uh, it's. It seems like. I don't. Want to come off as someone who's anti diversity or like. But even the like. I'm not just saying the, the who they cast here and what and the representation of the people. I think that's good. I think the representation, is good, that they made a movie uh, with with Southeast Asian. Uh, actors and actresses and with with kind of asian themes and tone and, and like stories it's it's fa- it's a fantasy movie so it's not exactly like based on any one country's history necessarily but the themes of this movie just about how like you know we have to accept each other and it's like kumbaya ish a bit in the end um 
it doesn't hit for me because I feel like I, I don't necessarily because we watched a little Despicable Me three. I, I said this in the written review. I I was like. As soon as that came on, and I'm hearing Trey Parker do his evil uh, '80s, failed '80s child actor uh, villain voice, and he's using bubble gum as a weapon, and it's so stupid and dumb. And sometimes I'm like, man, I can get on board with these these stupid, dumb romps uh, a, little, a little bit more than I can with movies that try and have a message. Because I, I don't even have to be for or against the message. In this case, I'm for the message. 100% but I also don't like it's a kids movie I just want to watch a kid movie with my kid and just be like not not have to think of it in terms of like politics at all and maybe that's on me for th- even thinking I need to to frame it like that and I, and I should just um, accept that it has a positive message and that's fine and I'm, I'm trying to, to to say this in a way that I don't come off as like you know the, the kind of person that I might be sounding like uh, and I'm, cause I'm not I'm not that kind of person and um uh yeah i don't want to i don't want to sound like that that uh that type of guy uh cuz you know it's like uh, it's all cuz it's really has nothing to do with like anything you know, like, people hate the the, the actress um, i thought she was great in this kelly marie tran but like there's a whole like thing here like it, the bigness of 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 choices being made here almost seem like they're more important than anything to do with the movie itself maybe in some ways and it's like i don't i don't just it's a fucking kids movie man just like we don't have to think about anything we don't have to overanalyze these we don't we just don't they can be a dumb little story about using bubble gum as a weapon and like knocking down the um hollywood sign with a giant laser red beaming laser from a from a toy <laughs> from a giant robot toy like it doesn't have to be like i don't have to think about big ideas i don't want to i mean especially now i feel like there should be a movement to just at least uh make let's make the kids movie stupider again please i'd give anything just to i i i just want to if i'm gonna sit there and watch something it's like i don't i i love getting into a deep adult movie that's made for adults to think about this kind of stuff that's what i'm trying to say is that i I like thinking about this kind of stuff and i think it's important to but not not in the not in the framework of a kid's movie um but i'm not even like giving it any anything i don't think i'm dinging its score for that any for this it's just it's just something that's on my mind and i'm tired and uh Uh, there you go i do want to say tuk tuk pronouncing that correctly is uh the cute little creature guy in this and uh one of the best and cutest a lot of cute stuff in this movie too like uh, like i said like a lot, there's a lot, a lot to like about this movie I'm, i feel like i've went off the rails here shitting on it um it's not a moana it's not a frozen it's not even really pixar and the pixar movies to me are i like i i like i tend to like the ones that aren't as popular um but they're all pretty damn good. I mean, it's hard to rec- it's hard to not watch a Pixar movie and be like, oh, that's they they nailed a certain thing, uh, a human thing in a in a cartoon that is real, and it's hard to ignore that. And you kind of to ignore that, you know, is you you're kind of a, you're kind of admitting that yourself is not human or something. I don't know. 
<laughs> I'm really going off the rails here with this one. I've dug a hole and I'm trying to <laughs> dig my way out of it. But let's talk about Tuk Tuk. That's a good way to that's a good way to dig yourself out of it. The funny thing about Tuk Tuk is it's voiced by a guy Tudik, whose name is Alan Tudik. Tuk Tuk is voiced by Tudik Tudik. And um I don't even know what he's doing for the voice. The guy the thing just squeaks, but this 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 is this actor is a pretty well known guy. Mostly bit parts. I guess he's done a lot he's done a lot of anime voiceover stuff. I had no idea. Um oh, a lot of his almost all of his credits are animated. That's crazy. He was in um I remember he was in Dodgeball. Played one of the like I played the pirate. That's right. He played the pirate in Dodgeball. <laughs> So he does the, and the funny thing is his name is Tudik, and he played Tuk Tuk Tudik. There's like a weird sameness with the name, and I'm I'm not, I don't I'm not looking this up. I don't care enough to look this up to see if they named him after the voice actor. Who cares? I hope I hope he gets all the benefits that one would get from voicing Tuk Tuk, which is. You got to get some revenue on the Tuk Tuk doll market because I'm looking for one myself. Just I want to have I want to have some Tuk 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 to me. Look, Baby Yoda. He's kind of he's got the market by the balls right now, but there's room. There's room to for for some of this market to to get out and uh, share some of the pot. And Tuk Tuk is as good of your if you're if you're uh, this is Tuk Tuk to me is the new GameStop. So if you want some Game Stock. Stop stock, uh, you know, but not in stocks, but in terms of the cuteness in the viral viral marketplace of ideas, then you're going to want to buy high. Then you're buying low. You're buying low on Tuk Tuk. You're going to sell. You're going to sell that stock high because people are going to be talking about Tuk Tuk for a long time. Is my opinion. The little bugs, giant. Well, he was little in the beginning. Then he becomes giant. He grows in six years. He grows about hundred times his size of himself. Which is fine. It's a he's not a real not a real animal, so you can do that. Totally fine. Um, there were some other creatures. There's some monkeys that are cute. Uh, there's a little baby. There's a baby in here. It's very nice. Cute baby. Uh, it's a fine movie. I give it seven seven out of ten. I don't put it in that elite kids movie. Didn't hit. Didn't check all the boxes. And I was and, I, and all the the vague annoyances that I found myself kind of dealing with on the periphery. Uh, which again, don't don't rail don't rail me over the coals for this one, folks. Just I'm just spitballing here. I don't really have, I don't really give a shit one way or the other. It's just a, it's just a. I, well, I always say on here about the, when I do the kids movies, and even the ones I I really like, like I love Onward. There's like three movies that I think I genuinely watched recently that I was like, you know, I kind of love that movie for what it was. I, I gotta get, I gotta put Frozen and Moana in there, and then Onward really is the only Pixar movie I feel like that I just really loved. Um, the rest I can, and even those ones I actually really love, I, I'm always gonna take it or leave it. Time I'm gonna leave it I, if I don't have to sit and watch it for any reason. I'm never gonna watch it. They don't. This is just this is not that big of a deal <laughs> to have these any of these opinions on any of this stuff. Any opinion on anything is not a big deal, but this especially. Anyway, let's just, that's the end of the episode. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get out of here while I still have my uh, my hide. Me hide. 
uh, episode 343 here. I have a chapter four of the Cronenberg thing that I'm editing right now. Every time I get into one of these edits of the Cronenberg movies, it's holding, it's holding up the whole, it's gumming up the works here in a way. Um, so that's, that's on the, I'm trying to do that by the end of the end of the week. That's my goal should be done. Uh, maybe one or two other reviews this week. I know I've, I've been saying that and been slow getting them out. I also want to say that it's very stupid that this is not, is not a podcast anymore. And, not that I, I don't do this to reach any kind of an audience because I know the audience is small <laughs> and it's not like a, it's not a scalable venture uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But I like doing it. I feel like it'd be if, if someone wants to listen to it, then it should be available as an actual podcast and not just here on the freaking Bandcamp website, which I love and it'll always be here at the archive. But I'm saying for new movies going forward, I'm not going to re-upload these anywhere. Uh, but I am going to start a podcast. I think with episode 350, I'm going to find a place to pout to uh, to, to coincide alongside the the, the band camp. And um, I have a Twitter. Should we mention that? Uh, I'll, link, I'll link to that on the uh, band camp page. Um, and on the website, uh, the the movie review show the official home for the movie review show. Uh, so that's coming up. I also have this. I've been going through different filmographies. And I've talked about this before, but it's there and I'm not doing, I've been writing reviews for all of the movies when I'm done with them, but then I haven't been doing anything else. I, I, in my head, I was going to make video essays about all of them, but I have no idea when I'm going to find the time. So I'm thinking of just doing shows of, with, with those movies. Um, uh, what pray tell are you talking about? You that's I'm being you, the listener. Well, good. Thanks for asking. There's actually uh, one, two, three, and then uh, four, uh, uh, two hat, two uh, in progress watches. I watched every single Peter Greenaway movie and wrote reviews for them. I watched every single Bong Joon Ho movie and wrote reviews for them. And did not did nothing else but write the reviews. And I did all of Harmony Korine's movies uh, and, and wrote the reviews. I don't know what's the best way to, to then now get this out there, but I want to. I'm creating a, a backlog now because now I'm about almost halfway through Lars von Trier's filmography, and also uh, I'm not quite that far along with Claire Denis, the French director's filmography. But they're all just kind of sitting up, sitting here, and it's a, this. It's a, now it's like a forty movie backlog of of reviews for these whole entire filmographies with rankings, and. Um, they're not fresh in my mind now, so it'd be hard to even do the video essays. So I basically dug a whole huge hole for myself with that, which I'm trying to find the, the most creative and interesting way to dig myself out of. But uh, yeah, they might just end up being kind of half-assed reviews like these reviews, and then I'll just post the written stuff and rank them, and it'll be kind of a big, sad trombone, wet fart uh, in the wind. I'm <laughs> coming. Some combo. Of that. I can't believe I did the 27, 28 minute uh, review here recording uh, for two movies. I really didn't have a lot of thoughts on that. I ended up I feel like I, I feel like I should just, I, I should have just held my tongue with the Raya stuff. I was, I don't know if I was clear about what I was trying to say. That's fine though, too. I wrote about it a little bit. It basically comes down to the fact that my opinions about it one way or the other, doesn't. it does. It's all just, it's all meaningless. This is just, this is 
all everything's new.